when folk sometimes use the term that I'm apostolic, they're only referring to water baptism and filling of the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongue and do not go further into what it means to be apostolic. There are 17 articles of faith. The fall of man, regeneration, salvation, justification, sanctification, separation, participation. It's all right if you don't get it tonight. I'm going to call them out every night. Even operation, administration, confirmation, condemnation, damnation, preparation, and then we have holiness. And tonight I'm going to talk about justification. What it means to be justified. You see, salvation gets you saved. That's what gets you there. You hear the word, believe the word, repent, baptize, fill with the Holy Ghost, you obtain salvation. And that baptism and that repentance take care of the Adamic sin or the sin that Adam had placed on you. And when you repent with your mouth, that takes care of that committed sin. But what about when a saint sins after they've attained salvation? Because it do happen. And regardless of how saved you act and how saved you look, some of you have messed up since you have been saved. And if I'm teaching that the baptism in Jesus' name is the remission for the remission of sin, then there's something I need to understand. If it is for the remission of sin, then do I get baptized every time I sin? It's got to be a different category of sin that is dealing with, or else every time a saint sin, they would have to get baptized again. All right, all right. <laughs> and some of y'all would stay in the pool. <laughs> Wouldn't even go to work. You have to work from the pool. <laughs> Glory to God. Take that reverb off my mic. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm dealing with the sin after a saint is saved. How God deals with it, how God judges it, how is it taken care of. 1 Corinthians 15 and 3, get 1 Corinthians 15 and 3. For I delivered unto you. Now, let me say this. Part of your salvation is based upon your remembering. You got a bad memory, you may mess up. Hallelujah. Did you hear me? I said if you have a bad memory, you may mess up. Thank God, God got more storage through the Holy Ghost. You know, our computer run out of memory and you buy some. God know you would run out and he said the Holy Ghost will bring all things. I'll put that back in there to add all things to your remembrance, whatever I have told you. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. 
But 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and 1, let's see, is my, does my memory have something to do with this? Read it. Moreover, brethren. Moreover, brethren. I declare unto you. I declare unto you. The gospel which I preached unto you. The gospel which I preached unto you. Which also. Which also. Ye have received. Ye have received. And wherein ye stand. Wherein ye stand. By which also ye are saved. By which also you are saved. If ye. If. Stop. If. You are saved. If. Read. Ye keep in memory. If you keep in memory. What I preached unto you. So if you keep in remembrance what I preached. Then you're saved. I don't ever want to forget what I had preached to me. Because it is a part of my salvation. Amen. And then Paul talks about what he preach read unless you have believed in vain unless you believe in vain for i delivered unto you uh -huh. first first of all that which i also received i've preached to you i delivered you what i received uh-huh how that christ died for our sins well the first thing you want to remember write this down he talks about the death i preached that christ died for our sins uh-huh according to the scriptures what did he die for our sins uh-huh read according to the scriptures yes and that he was buried that he was buried and that he, he died that's one he was buried uh-huh and that he rose again and that he rose again uh-huh the third day according to the scriptures uh-huh and that he was seen of cephas uh -huh. then of the twelve and then he was seen of apostles he died buried rose now most of us know why jesus died he died for our sins but most many folk don't know why he got up because wow. not only did jesus have to forgive your sin but he had to justify you dying took care of your sin but resurrection get romans chapter 4 and 25 the resurrection was for something he died for sin but the resurrection did something uh-huh who was delivered for our offenses. He was delivered for our offenses. And was raised and again. And raised again. For our justification. For our justification. He died for sin. But why did he rise? For justification. Because if all I needed was somebody just to pay for my sin, he could have died and just stayed in the grave. Yes. But he had to do more than die. He had to justify us. Yes. My God. Amen. Amen. Every man that died had a penalty put on him. You see, you were in the Garden of Eden. Every one of you. You were in there when Adam sinned. I'm going to show you this now. You're looking at me funny. Wonder what Bible I got this out of. But listen to me well and then read what we're going to read. Every single person in here was in the Garden of Eden. And every one of you ate off of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because every human came out of Adam. And you was in Adam when he ate. So that's how you became a sinner and feel like you didn't do anything. Because you didn't do it, but you was in Adam. And you did it because when Adam did it, you did it. You was once him. You was once Adam. All right, prove that. You want me to prove it? Go to Hebrews 7. I'm going to show you that a man paid tithes before he was born. Amazing. Hebrews 7 and 9. And as I may say. As I may say. Levi also. Levi also. Who received tithes. Who received tithes. Paid tithes. Paid tithes before he was born. Mm -hmm. 
Where was he at? In Abraham. In Abraham. He paid tithe in Abraham. Why? For he was yet in the loins. For he was yet in the loins. Of his father. Of his father. So he paid tithe before he was born because he was in Abraham when Abraham paid tithe to Meshachazadad. And you were in Adam when Adam sinned. My God, every one of us. Now that means all of us got a death sentence because God said in the day you eat, you're going to surely die. So every one of us now, that's how you were born and didn't do nothing but became a sinner. All right. Get me the book of Romans chapter 5 and 12. Uh-huh. Wherefore? As by one man sin entered. As by one man sin entered. Into the world. Uh huh. And death by sin. And death by sin. And so death passed upon all men. Death passed upon all men. For that all have sinned. For all have sinned. For unto the law sin was in the world. Uh huh. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Uh huh. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam uh -huh. to Moses. Uh huh. Even over them that had not death sinned. Death reigned from Adam to Moses, even of them that hadn't sinned. So even though I hadn't physically committed a sin, I sinned because I was an Adam. Now for you that don't understand that, here is a person who may get shot up with a needle and get HIV, or may have a sexual relationship and get HIV, and the child is born with it, and the child ain't never had sex. <laughs> the child ain't never had sex, ain't never put a needle in his arm, but he born with HIV because his mama had it. You ain't never ate off a tree, but you were born in sin because Adam did it. And God told Adam in Romans chapter 3, I told Adam in the third chapter of Genesis, in the day you eat, you're going to die. That's why all of us die. Because we got the same penalty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we had one problem. When God set the price, the day you eat, you shall surely die. He was talking to a sinless Adam. And now it would take a sinless Adam to pay the price. How close shot to the old shot. And because there was no sinless Adam, he couldn't buy it. And everything born out of him had sinned. So God now has to come up with a payment that required a sinless man. Glory to God. Glory to God. And there was no sinless man. So God says, I tell you what, and let me tell you, death was subject to the devil. Death worked for the devil. The devil was death's buckles. Go down to Hebrews. Hallelujah. Hebrews 2. Hebrews 2. And 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood. Uh -huh. He also himself likewise took part of the same. Uh -huh. That through death. He might destroy him. To death he might destroy him. That had the power of death. That had the power of death. That is. That is. The devil. The devil had the power of death. He was over death. Amen. 
So God now got to come up with a plan. He's got to be able to redeem man. So every man that died was a sinner. And when he died, he couldn't go out of the gates of death simply because, hallelujah, he was a sinner. He got ready to go. Death said, you can't go nowhere. This is your payment. The wages of sin is death. It is appointed all men to die. So you can't go. And nobody could go because nobody was sinless. So Jesus said, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to come down. And I'm going to come down as a sinless man. And I'm going to let them kill me. Now this is what he means he died for us. So Satan looked at him like flesh. And Satan said, well all flesh got sin. Kill him. And he killed him. And found out it was too late when he found out that he didn't have no sin. So now there's an overpayment. The wages of sin is death. But Jesus didn't owe because he had no sin. And so he told the devil, I tell you what, since I made an overpayment, put it on their town. My God, hallelujah. I don't have no sin, so take what I paid and put it on them. And he took the keys to death and hell. You got the wrong man in here. I'm not supposed to be in here. Unlock this door. And when he unlocked the door to let him out, he said, y'all come out first. Abraham, Isaac, Jay, all y'all get out of there. Took the keys of death and hell. And said, oh, death, where you stay? Oh, grave, where is your victory? My God, help this show up a high shot. Somebody ought to lift your hands and say hallelujah. hallelujah. Lift them up and say hallelujah. hallelujah. Lift them up and say hallelujah. hallelujah. An overpayment. Yes, sir. Paid more than he was supposed to pay. Hallelujah. A sinless man. Yes. Now what does he do? All right. Hallelujah. He said now. I got to get y'all saved that are living. Okay. And the wages of sin is death. I got to find a way for you to die too. Hallelujah. He told you how you got messed up in Romans 5. Now you get Romans 6. Now in order for you to be a sinner... You was in Adam when he sinned. And just like you was in Adam when he messed up, he said, I want you to get in Christ that fixed it up. Now you get baptized into Christ. And when Christ died, you died. Just like when Adam sinned, you sinned. When I go, glory to God. Watch this, Romans. Now, so when Romans says, shall you continue in sin? Yes. He's not about sins that you committed. There's no S on that. Jesus came here to deal with one sin. He didn't come here to deal with fornication, lying, stealing, and cheating. Because they got forgiveness for that in the Old Testament. David got forgiveness of it. Y'all with me? I'll show you this. Go down there to Romans is it three? And 23, is it? 
What is that? For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh-huh. Being justified freely right. by his grace. All right. Now, get me fourth chapter. Go to Romans 6 and 1. What shall we say then? What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? Wait, wait, wait. Sin or sin? Sin. I know y'all had more than one sin that you committed. Help, help. But he ain't talking about them sins. Break it on down. He says sin singular. Sin. John 1 and 29, what does he say? The next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him uh -huh. and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, uh -huh. which taketh away the sin. Which taketh away the what? The sin. He come to deal with the sin, the idemic sin, the one that you, now you see, this is where folk get mixed up with salvation. All right. They get the sin that you need justification for mixed up with the one you need salvation for. Amen. See, because you can't ask God to forgive you for certain sins, for one sin. That's one sin you can't open your mouth and ask God to forgive you for. Because even though you're guilty of it, you weren't the one that committed it. The only one that can ask forgiveness for that sin was the one that committed it. That's why Jesus became the last Adam. Because only Adam could get rid of that. And that's the sin that you don't pray for. So you can't repeat no sinner's prayer for the academic sin. You got to die for that because the wages of the, He told you what the cost of that was. He put a price tag on that one. He said, now that one sin, the price tag is death. The other ones you can repent of, but this one you got to die for. So here's that person that come over here and say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I'm, 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 I'm saved, I'm saved. But wait a minute, you got one that you ain't came? Ask for forgiveness for. You got to be buried for that one. So even if you walk around and talk about forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, if you ain't been buried, hallelujah, that one ain't been covered. All right, give me the book of First John 5. 5 and 16. If any man see his brother sin, a sin. A sin. Which is not unto death. Which is not unto death. He shall ask. He shall ask. And he shall give him life. And he shall give him life. For them that sin not For unto them death. that sin not unto death. There is a there sin. There is a sin singular. One. A sin unto death. I do not say. I do not say. That he shall pray for it. That he should pray for it. Don't pray for that sin. Amazing. That ain't the sin to pray for. All right. Now I got a sin that I got, but I can't pray to get rid of it. I got to die to get rid of it. Yes, Lord. I have to be buried to get rid of that one. That's the only one. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, thank you. Now when I understand that, I get Romans chapter 6 and 9, 6 and 1. He asks us a question. Yes. After that you have been, hallelujah, repented. Six, Romans 6 and 1 read what shall we say then what shall we say then shall we continue in sin shall you continue in sin not sins sins uh huh that grace may abound now that you done heard the grace that you need to be baptized are you going to continue in that academic sin now that grace doesn't come to you and told you you got to be baptized yes sir watch uh huh 
God forbid. God forbid. How shall we? How shall we? That are dead to sin. That dead to sin. Live any longer therein. Live any longer therein. No. So ye. wait a minute. Wait a minute. When you repent and ask for forgiveness, that's why the scripture say he died and was buried and rose. When you repent and ask for forgiveness, Hallelujah. That deals with those dead works that you did. But once you have repented of those dead works, my God, you got to bury them too. So God said, why don't you just bury it all at one time? My God, you die with the academic sins and, and have a burial. So if you repent, which kills the dead work and don't bury it, you got a problem. Don't you know something when something dies, you got to properly bury it? It's got to be buried. It can't just die. It's got to be buried. Yeah. My God. That's why you can't sprinkle. People don't die and you sprinkle no dirt on them and think that's a burial. Not at all. The whole cemetery be stinking. Uh huh, read. Know ye not. Know ye not. That so many of us. So many of us. As we're baptized uh, into we're, Jesus we're Christ. We're baptized into Jesus Christ. We're baptized into his death. Now listen, you've got to understand. When you get baptized, you're not just being baptized into water. And most of us as apostolic, we only associate it with water. Yes, and, and, and the sinner and the person who does not understand, they say, y'all make water a big difference. But I'm not just being baptized into water. I'm being baptized into his death. I become a part of his death. So we say, oh, you got to be water baptized. Not only do you have to be water baptized, but you have to be baptized into him. Watch what he says. Read. Therefore, uh -huh. we are buried with him. We are buried with him. By baptism. I'm not just going in the water. I'm being buried with him. So for that person that don't understand why y'all make a big issue about water baptism. Because I'm not just buried in the water. I'm buried in the him. Read. By baptism into death. Into death. That like as Christ, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead, was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, by the glory of the Father. Even so, we also. Now that's why we are called the body of Christ. My God. Because once I get baptized, I become Christ. And if you have not been baptized in Him, how can you be in a body? Nobody that has not been baptized into Jesus' name have become the body of Christ. And that is the reason. Because God doesn't save you individually. He saves you collectively. He ain't coming for Bishop Shaw. He ain't coming for Bishop McLeod. He coming for a church. He coming for a body. And he tried to give us an example of this. He tried to give us an example. What he did, he, he got this brother who did not deserve a birthright. That did not deserve it. But he went to his mother. And when his father was getting ready now to pass out blessings. His mother said, son, I want you to get the blessing. I don't want your brother to get it. But he deserves it, but I don't want him to get it. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to go in your brother's closet. And go get Esau clothes. And put on Esau clothes. And cover yourself up in Esau clothes. Put hair on so you feel like Esau. So when your daddy see, he gonna see Esau. But there's Jacob underneath there. And so here goes Jacob who don't get to deserve to get the blessing. He gets the blessing because he got on Esau's clothes. 
That's why the Bible says many of us have been baptized in Christ have put on Christ. You don't deserve nothing. You don't deserve to be saved. Galatians 3 and 27. Hallelujah. God, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Galatians 3 and 27. What is it? For as many of you. As many of you. As have been baptized into Christ. Have been baptized into Christ. Have put on Christ. Have put on Christ. My God, thank you that I put on Christ. You're saved because you put on Christ. Yeah. And it must confuse the angels in heaven. Yes. My God, to hear your voice but see Jesus. In fact, hallelujah, my God, angels are confused, heaven is confused, the Bible said they wanted to look into the salvation, searching diligently, when they hear us saying hallelujah, they're amazed, they said look like God, but it sound like me. All right, all right. And for that individual that don't understand God communicating with himself, hallelujah, I'm the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And he is Christ. And his body worships him. They that worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth. The Holy Ghost in me, worshiping himself. Can't nobody worship God like God. You don't know enough to truly worship him. My God, all you know is what you learned from the book and what you learned from me, but the Spirit will say, lift your hands anyway. Hallelujah. I'm God in you. I'm God above you. I'm God around you. The Spirit moves in everything and tell it to worship God. The birds don't even know why they sang, but God come by and something in the birds say, sing. The birds say, why? I don't know. God is near. My, every morning, sing God a song. The winds blow. The trees bow. Hallelujah. My God, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Lift both of your hands and say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say thank you, Jesus, for my clothes. Thank you for my outfit. My God, hallelujah. How many of y'all know you've been covered? That you got on Christ. You ought to praise God around here. That is salvation. Salvation. Now, what happens when that person who has salvation has failed from the grace of God? And it happens. You know, we have messed up a lot of people in the church because they pay this save, not save, save, not save, save, not save. Somebody fall in the sin and say, you ain't saved no more. And I don't want to make this concept that you be a practice sinner. That's not what I'm saying. See, I'll talk about regeneration another night. You see, regeneration, the difference between regeneration, a regenerated person and an unregenerated person, is when the regenerated person sin, they can't live in it. It beat them up so bad. Their conscience forces them to confess it. 
I'll talk about that. But I want to talk about the process of justification through God. When you have sinned and messed up on God, God only requires one thing. And that is confession and repentance. Your, your problem is not sin. Your problem is pride. Because God can deal with your sin. He will forgive sin. He came to forgive it. But you are unconfessed. And won't acknowledge it. That's why God can't help you. Because you carry it around for months and months and years and years. And all God said, I want you to do is confess it. God doesn't wish, God don't wish to be distanced from you. Adam had the wrong concept. God told Adam, the day you eat, you shall surely die. And when God said that, Adam was afraid of dying. Adam didn't know what God would do. Didn't know how God would respond. And I have always tried to figure out why in the world would God make a man and say he's good and make a perfect man and know the man was going to fall. And why would you even make a man and put a tree out there that you know he's going to eat up? And then why would you make him and say the lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth? You already had a redemption plan before the man fell. That means you knew he was going to fall. The whole concept of God is he wrote all of these laws. And no good way a man couldn't keep none of them. You find me one in the Old Testament that kept them. And one in the new that kept them without having some flaws or mess ups. And y'all that looking deep here, you too. You come in looking all saving deep. I know you do. But ain't not a one of you in here that haven't. Did you hear me? I don't care how big your hat is, how many feathers you got. So why would you do that? Why would you make a smartest man, the wisest man, he mess up? The first man, he mess up. A king, he mess up. And then, the thing about it, you put all this stuff in here to let us see all their failures, write a law, and put it all to us to show us how they messed up. Why? The whole Bible ain't full of nothing but men who making failures and messing up. Think about it, read it. The whole book. And every time you think you got one that's going to make it, he do something. Read the whole Bible. Every time you think Noah, he done got it good, and Noah done built an ark and saved everybody else, then he get out there and get drunk. That's when you think you got a good one. You got to have Moses. Moses, he looked like he lead people. 40 years to do good. Then he cussed folk out and called them, you, you, you rebels. All the stories the same way. Man starts out good, end up bad. And God said, I did that to show you how good I am and how bad you are. Now what I'm going to do, I'm going to let all y'all mess up, then I'm going to come in the flesh. I'm going to let everybody fail. 
Everybody try to do it. Then I'm going to come in the flesh so you can glorify me. So that you won't be around here comparing yourself to the person next to you because you just as bad as they are. But if you want to be anything, compare yourself to me. And when I look at Jesus and look at me, I fall at his feet and say, Lord, have mercy. I need your help. How did you do this? How could you do this? Because I couldn't do it. That's why I'm here today. My God, and every time somebody say Jesus, you ought to say thank you, Jesus. Amen. You ought not just sit down there with your proud self. Hallelujah. Because you ain't smoked a joint in 10 years. Because you ain't did this and walk around here looking at the other fella. Compared to Jesus, everybody in here messed up. And that's why he is king of king and lord of lord. That's why when we call his name I say nobody couldn't do it but Jesus he got in what we got in and all points was tempted like we were yet without sin and we as saints of God struggle righteous barely making it in we struggle to make it Tossing and turning, fasting and crying. God, hold my flesh. Lord, hold my tongue. And Jesus come in and breathe through it. He come through here. It's written. It's written. Slap. Didn't get off the cross and hit nobody. Persecuted. Tempted. Like as we are. And yet without sin. And you going to sit around here and not praise him? And give him glory? And give him the praise. And then Jesus said, I'm going to die for Adam. I'm going to die for Abraham. I'm going to die for Isaac. And then he said, not only that, I'm not going to stop dying. I'm going to die for this man on the right over here. That said, remember me when you get in your kingdom. I'm going to die for them that are here. I'm going to die for the ones in the past. I'm going to die for the ones in the future. Hallelujah. And you're going to sit here like you can't give God no glory. You ain't saved because of your goodness. You ain't saved because of you. You're saved because of him. And everybody in this building ought to give God some praise and say hallelujah. Glory to God. Look at somebody and say, Jesus paid for my sin. My God, yeah, you got a praying woman robe on, but what about that homemongering that's on your bill? Yeah, you got a Bible under your hand now, but what about those that crack you used to sell? You don't know God took care of that mess before you got in here, and you should never stop praising the Lord. And because you done got your sanctified outfit, don't you sit here with your arms crossed like you can't praise God if it wasn't for the blood, the blood, the blood. Oh, you ought to hug somebody and tell them I was messed up. Hallelujah. Tell them I was messed up. Hallelujah. But don't worry, you was messed up too. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Tell them you was messed up too. Y'all about to stop shouting off of songs and music and shouting off of your favorite singer. You about to praise God for bringing you out of sin and washing your slate clean. Glory to God. Look at somebody and say he paid the price. He paid the price. He paid the price. Every now and then y'all walk around here. And act like you're
proud sitting up tall with your head in the air but everybody in here is a midget I said everybody in here is a midget all have sinned and come short look at that person next round and you say hey shorty my god all have sinned and come short of the glory of the glory of the glory but the Lord said there was a man named Zacchaeus a midget and he wanted to see Jesus who he was and the Bible said he couldn't get to him but he saw a tree and climbed up in a tree so that he could see Jesus all of us was midget but there was a tree called Calvary amen Zacchaeus climbed up a tree but we got a tree too called Calvary and if you climb up on that tree you can see Jesus my God it happened at Calvary it happened on cross on a hill far away to the low rugged cross somebody say hallelujah tell somebody thank God for the cross thank God for the cross my God just about two or three minutes I'm going to finish my message but just about two or three minutes without any music without any organ without any guitar without any drum I want you to think about what God brought you from and what God saved you from and give God a praise right here you don't need nothing but a testimony and a shout oh talababahasa now now I got born again I became saved and I messed up and you messed up. You know the apostolic church can mess up some folk. They can mess them up. People don't know they're so confused. I'm saved. I ain't saved. I'm saved. I'm unsaved. Because people don't help them walk in mature. A baby makes mess. And he grow up. And you help him show, show, show him how to clean himself. Once I am born, can I be unborn? Can a born person be unborn? Y'all ain't saying nothing. Now I'll deal with reprobation, reprobation and denunciation. How God can denounce you. But because a person has fallen away doesn't mean that God don't have the power to bring them back. And you better watch, you better watch that child that is in the club. Even though you have counted them out. You better watch that one that got on their mama dress. Even though you have counted them out. Better watch that one that went back in the world because God still can save. And there are some people that God got good enough grip on you. My God, hallelujah. That even when you go back, God said, that's still mine. Wait a minute. 
Don't act like I said something strange. But this is justification. The Bible said a man had a hundred sheep and he lost one, but it was still his sheep. <laughs> the sheep was lost. Y'all ain't said nothing. But he said, that's still my sheep. And he left the 99 and went to get his sheep. There is somebody out there that have run away from God, but justification is still on you. You mean I'm partying, I'm dancing, I'm doing the moonwalk, the robot, dropping it like it's hot, dragging it like it's cool and everything else, and the Lord still say, I'm mine? That's right. There's somebody, God say, I'm going to pull you out of the clutches of the enemy because I gave you my Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And y'all looking like it's strange. Some of y'all was that sheep. You walking around here looking like I'm talking funny. Some of you were backsliders, but God justified you and then pulled you out. mine that's mine and God goes out and get him get him and say that's mine broke his leg the Bible say he take that sheep y'all can read it in your spare time he take that sheep and put it on his shoulder And carry it back. Why does he put it on his shoulder? Because that's the same place the cross went. And if I can carry a cross, I can carry a lamb. He breaks the lamb's leg. Because he wants to show the lamb that you shouldn't have never broke away from the flock so I'm going to take you and I'm going to put you at the spot that I found you enjoying yourself and I'm going to hold your head and let you watch it while I break your leg that's why David said when he sinned in the book of Psalms chapter 51 division 51 listen to this Hallelujah. Songs 51. Y'all following me? I'm closing here, but Songs 51. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. David said, 51 and 9, make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken. David is a shepherd. And he understands when you get sheep that break rank. You take them wherever they broke rank, yes. hold the head, and break the leg, yes. and let them feel the pain of where they at. And they'll remember the pain and where they broke that leg, and they'll be resentful yes. to go back. Yes. You know when you backslide on God, he'll take you somewhere and break your leg. That's why you're going through hell in that second marriage. you done left your first wife and got another one oh, I ain't getting much out of you now my amen's done turned to all man's now but he take you and break it 
Somebody going through hell now, God just breaking your leg, breaking your leg. That's why you're going through all that. He's breaking your leg. But he wants you to remember this where your leg got broke. And when I remember that's where my leg got broke, when you pull me out of there, I ain't going back there no more because I remember my leg got broke there. So he takes him there, break his leg, put him on his shoulder. And what God shows him, that a broken leg is not a broken relationship. Sin may break your fellowship. But it doesn't always break your relationship. Adam, when he sinned, he thought the relationship was gone, but only the fellowship. And God walked down there and said, come here, Adam. I'm hiding from you. He said, listen, you broke our fellowship, but I'm still your creator. And in fact, I'm going to make you some clothes. I'm so grateful to God that he didn't do me like the church. Amen. Instead of Adam hiding from us, the church is hiding from the sinner. But Jesus said, come on out of there. Come on out of there. And that's the attitude that the church has to have. Come on, sinner. You don't have to hide from the church. Come on, sinner. You are so judgmental that you can't handle people coming in the church looking like the world. That's what the church is supposed to do for sinners. I'm not talking about you saints now. I'm talking about sinners. And people come in the church, hey man, you looking at how long the dress is and how this look. These are sinners. They don't have to hide from the church. That's where they come get help from. That's where they come get saved from. God said, Adam, where are you? The church is hiding from the sinner. Now, don't y'all saints, I ain't talking about you saints. Y'all get that right. You're supposed to have it. But we're scared of sinners. I'm so glad I'm a part of a church. I ain't somebody said I'm a homophobia. I ain't scared of no sissy. The blood can clean sissy. The blood can clean dyke. How do the blood can clean you? Attitudes, personality problems, bipolar, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. And it don't take more blood to clean a homosexual sister than it do to clean a liar. My God, one drop of the blood can clean it all up. And all I need you to do is get down here and call on the name of Jesus and God can deliver you. Now you know a lot of you know you were messed up, but the blood saved you, the blood delivered you, and you have struggled even since you've been saved. But the Holy Ghost won't let you stay where you are. And God has brought you out. And you know what you ought to do today? You ought to get up out of your seat and stop looking so deep and give God a praise and thank God for redemption. Thank God for salvation each of these three parables I'm closing each of these three parables that Jesus uses he said it is more joy in heaven over a sinner that repentance that's all I need to get you justified is a repentance the next parable he said is about a woman who had 10 coins. She lost one. Now the shepherd is talking about himself because he's a good shepherd. But the coin is talking about the church. The church is the woman. 10 always is a symbol of the church. 10 wise, 5 wise, 5 foolish. 10 kingdoms. Then he talks about this woman who lost one coin said when she find it, it is not lost outside. 
the house. It's lost in the house. The sheep has a mind. The boy has a mind. But the coin don't walk off and leave itself. The woman lost it. The church has lost some folk. And a lot of it ain't the folk fault. It's the church fault. Because we don't know how to deal with the loss. But the Bible said, and there's a lot of people, you see, the sheep was lost in the wilderness. The boy was lost in the hog pen, but there's a lot of people lost in the church. Don't feel saved. Don't feel victorious. Don't feel like they're going to make it. Hallelujah. Because they feel so condemned. Hallelujah. They feel so messed up. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you that God came to save you. And we have preached more on God sending folk to hell than God trying to get folk out of hell. God is not interested in you taking you to hell. God wants you to get out of hell. Amen. God love you. God love you. God care for you. God want to bring you out. And I'm here to tell you he is a redeeming God. He said the church, this woman, will take a light, a candle. God's word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And she will sweep the house until she find that which was lost. We've got too many saints who have lost people in the church because of their attitudes, because of their personalities, because of their self-righteousness. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Because they can point fingers on everybody else and they are in some of the same thing. Ain't got patience with young people trying to be saved. Yes, some of them are messing up and I'm not giving you a license to mess up but I got to preach what's the truth. Some of y'all done got 80 and can't drop it like it's hot no more. But you used to when you were 20. And you see this young person that's trying to be saved and now all you have become is a judge now but you don't remember where you came from. Y'all ain't saying nothing. It's getting quiet now. We don't need any extra pastors in the mother corners. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. I wish I had some witness here. Some of y'all done deponized yourself to be the junior pastor. We don't need you to help us to clean up the church. We don't need you to help us tell us how to pastor. Oh, look like the standards dropping. You take care of yourself and you keep your mouth from gossiping and running your mouth on people and let us take care of that. Hallelujah. We don't believe in women apostles, women bishops, and women elders. I'm going to straighten that now. We don't believe in it. But we do have some around here. They ain't got no license. Ain't been ordained and ain't been to no Presbyterian board. But they act like from the corner they know how to pastor church. You stop pastoring the church from the corner and thinking that we're trying to compromise because we're trying to get somebody saved. It takes people time. It took you some time. understand God saving people and we can't understand God's plan for people even when they look messed up even when they are messed up and we like to take and take and take 
Jesus told Peter, come here. I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And I'm going to tell you, Satan desire to have you that he may sip you as weak. But I'm giving you the keys. Hallelujah. And I know that I'm giving you these keys and you're going to mess up. He gave Peter the keys. And with the keys, Peter cussed people out. Y'all ain't said nothing. Hello? With the keys, Peter lied. With the keys, Peter cut somebody off. But God said, that don't change my plan. Let me tell you, there's some people here that don't look like they're going to be saved, but they're going to be saved. That don't change God's plan. You better be careful who you have wrote off because that line cussing Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and said, repent and be baptized. There's somebody here that you done counted out that God is going to save. God is going to deliver. Glory to God, somebody. Say hallelujah. 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 Grab a hold of somebody's hand and say, I may be messed up now, but God is going to save me. My God, I may be messed up now. I may not look saved now. I may not act saved now. But when God get ready, when God get ready, justification is going to kick up and I'm going to walk holy. I'm going to be sanctified. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, somebody say hallelujah. Grab a hold of somebody's hand and tell them, I've been justified. Glory to God, tell them I've been justified. My God, can you give God a praise and say hallelujah. My God, there is going to come a time. Hallelujah, God is going to pick you up out of the muck and mire. Sometimes you get yourself into a place that it seems like you can't get out of it. Hallelujah. But the Bible say he is able to keep that which is committed unto him. Now unto him that's able to keep you from falling. You know, I think sometimes every now and then God will let you get in something and let you get stuck in it where you can't get out of it and let you get taken messed up like the prodigal son that you can get a good smell of it. I get a good smell of what you're wallowing with. Hallelujah. And when God clean you up, you remember how bad you are that you tell the Lord, I will never go back. How many of you, God brought you out of something that you couldn't bring yourself out of and you know it was God. You couldn't break it off. You couldn't tear it up. But God put the man in jail. God did something and brought you out of it. My God, you ought to praise God. Hallelujah. Because I've got confidence. I can't save me. Jesus saved me. Jesus delivered me. Jesus washed me. Somebody say hallelujah. Put your hand together and give God a praise and say hallelujah. My God, look at somebody and say I'm going to praise God because I have been justified. I'm going to praise God because if I make heaven, it is going to be because of him. My mind ain't good enough. My will ain't good enough. My 
my flesh ain't good enough. I need justification. I need the Holy Ghost. I need God. And that's why I'm praising him. Because I'm looking for him to straighten me up. I'm looking for him to work on me. So that when the rapture comes, I will be ready. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. Reach over and tell somebody. I have been justified. Glory to God. And when God cleaned me, I have repented. I have confessed. I've got that thing together. When God cleaned you, don't you sit around here like you can't praise God. There are people that God have delivered from things 10 and 15 years ago. Two and three years ago. And the church is still looking at you funny amen david said hallelujah yes i messed up hallelujah i took uriah's wife i killed him but let me tell you i got myself together and david wrote 101 songs afterwards he didn't stop that 51 amen he went on and wrote and kept on writing and kept on writing. my god i wish somebody was hallelujah put your hand together and give god a praise and say hallelujah Say hallelujah. Amen. Can you give God a praise? Amen. Grab a hold of somebody and say thank God for the grace of God. Thank God for my salvation. Just about one minute I want you to just praise God for everything that he brought you out of. Come on all over the building. Go tell somebody I've been justified. I've been justified. again i've been justified i'm clean i'm washed hallelujah somebody praise him and give him glory <laughs> praise the lord when the right spirit kicks in amen when the right spirit kicks in and justification kicks in you'll be like the prodigal son hallelujah who left his father and even though he was distant from his father he was sitting in a hog pen amen getting ready to eat the husk amen that was in the hog pen it's something about an apostolic child my god hallelujah they can get in the hog pen and sometimes they get in the hog pen and they'll run away from the apostolic church because the doctrine is too straight they'll get over there and say well I'm going to the Baptist church and find them another wife y'all ain't said nothing they get upset and say well I'm going now I'm going down over there amen to Pastor Mamie Jean but boy when that apostolic doctrine in you my God you just can't eat everything even though you ain't home you can't eat everything and so the boy was away from home he wasn't considered an apostolic no more he's sitting down there in the hall pen but he was getting ready to eat that false doctrine but before he could put it in his mouth he said before I'll eat that three God mess before I'll eat y'all ain't saying nothing before I eat that women apostle stuff I'm gonna rise I'm gonna rise and go back to my daddy house and so he was getting ready hallelujah to eat some trinity he was getting ready to eat some woman pasta he was getting ready to eat some christmas and easter y'all ain't saying nothing he was getting ready to put up a christmas tree but the bible declared
house and go back to my daddy's house. I remember what I used to eat. I remember one Lord. I remember one faith. I remember one baptism. I remember one God. I remember, I remember if while her husband lived, she be married to another. She shall be called an adulteress. I remember learning not the way of a heathen. Neither be this made against the sign of heaven for the custom of the people of aid. For one setting up a tree. I remember it. I remember if a man desire the office of a bishop, he desire the good work. A bishop must be blameless for hoping the one life. Wake up, boy, for you eat that hard food. Come on back to the apostolic church. Yeah, yeah. Get from under Paula White and come on back. It's one Lord. remembered, followed peace, and all me, and holiness, without no man shall see God. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, I'm getting tired of hard food. I want some soul food. Yeah, yeah. I want some of that when the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all in one place and one accord and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind yeah leap for joy I say holy ghost holy ghost yeah The Bible declares, I'm closing y'all, but I feel this. The Bible declares, the Bible declares that when the boy was walking home from a distance, his father saw him. His father saw him and looked down the road and said, that looked like my boy. I'm so glad that he didn't wait till I got home. He saw me that I was on my way home. And the father said, get the robe out that I already got fixed. Get the fatted calf that I've been waiting on and get the boy ready and put it on his finger. My son was lost, but he ain't come home yet. He was still my son when he was in the hog pen. He was still my son on the way home. The fellowship was broke, but the relationship was still there. Somebody say, yeah, and there's somebody I'm talking to. The fellowship is broke, but God said, you're still mine. I'm still 
going to save you. I'm still going to clean you up. I know some of y'all don't like to talk about it, but there was some times when the fellowship was broken. You felt so condemned because you had messed up, couldn't feel nothing in church, didn't have no joy. You just came there and sat there because you was messed up. But Jesus touched you anyway. And just to feel that touch when you done messed up, let you know that he's still love and, and there's somebody in the building today that are messed up but God said I want to touch you one time tonight to let you know that I still love you to let you know that I still care I dare you to stand up and lift up your hands and say Lord just touch me one more time let me feel your joy again let me feel your spirit again get out of your seat and start walking this way with a praise in your mouth everybody in the building and tonight we're gonna praise God for justification we're gonna praise God for every time you messed up and God picked you back up for every time you backslid and God recovered you all over this building praise God everywhere Everywhere, 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 oh, Sababa, all over the building, all over the building, there are my Sandalo Baha, Ekanamaya Tamayatalo Abaha, Eshamaro Abahas, Anganamayata. Oh, oh, Sandala Baba 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 Hug somebody and tell him he forgave me. He forgave me. He washed me. He cleansed me. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Never had said, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a He was in white as snow. Grab somebody by the hand and tell him I need him.
I need him to straighten me. I need him to justify me. I need him to clean me. Let me give you these last two scriptures. Give me that Bible again. Give me these last two scriptures. And then I'll go. I'll go. These last two scriptures. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Oh, sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Listen what he says. First John. I haven't preached the license of sin. I'm telling you what to do if you do. And I think we've been so busy telling folk not to sin, which we should teach and preach, but we don't know how to get people out of the mess when they get in it. And the church is full of <clears throat> condemned people that don't even know how to get out of what they're in. You can be saved, like the young man said, Jesus came to save you from sin. He came to pull you out of it. He came to help you out of it. And this is what he said in 1 John 1 and 9. If we confess, it's conditional. Our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But that's only based upon if we are willing to confess. You mean that's all God wants me to do? Confess it and repent of it? And there's still somebody that ain't willing to do that. That's right. right. That's the only thing standing between you and God. Now I won't go over today. That's why the Bible says the blood, and notice this scripture, it says, and the blood of Jesus Christ, uh, verse number uh, uh, six, if we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not. If we walk in the light as is the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. The blood cleanses us. What blood is that? Where's that blood? Communion. That's the only place blood is. And God has designed that, that when we come before the blood that we have to confess. And now by confessing, we get justification. And when I won't confess it on my own, that cup forces me. Because if I eat it unworthy, I'm guilty. But if I go to that cup and I confess it, then I'm done. The blood is a cleanser. And that's why we have to have communion in the church. Because it, it causes us to have to get cleansed. Now when you don't take it, you're saying you don't want to be clean. Because you are wanting to hide it. When you confess it, I can take the cup. So you all would rather not take the cup and get clean. And that's all you got to do. Is confess it. So your problem is not your sin. Your problem is your pride. Sin has never been the problem with God in that regard. Because God said that my people which are called by my name would humble themselves. Oh, you don't want to confess it because you're a preacher. And you don't want the bishop to know that you're not where you're at. Because you don't want to get 
you know, you're scared that you might not go up in the church. You don't want to confess it because you're scared how somebody's going to look at you. You don't want to come clean because of all these issues. I don't know. I don't want pastor to feel a certain way about me. Believe me, all of us have seen enough that your little thing that you bring in there. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you are proudful and don't want to just humble yourself and say, Lord, this is where I am. There will be more people in hell because of pride than it is because of sin. Because they're unwilling. The fear drove Adam away and God wanted to let him know, come, 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 come. Saints, this is a wonderful gospel. I think you ought to praise God for it. <laughs>